WJZ Just Coolin Podcast. Hi, I'm Tony Bellamy, your host once again. Today, you know, I'm going to speak about where I've been. <laughs> you know, jazz, you know, you talk about jazz. If you don't participate and go and see the music, hear the music, then you're cutting yourself off from seeing some live music. It's like saying you didn't see any live rock or you didn't see any live hip-hop where the DJs were spinning. So you got to also see and hear the music and you meet new people. So last week, after this first podcast I did, I must have walked out that evening or the next morning. I think it was the next morning. I got a message from my uh, producer, editor, about there's going to be a jazz festival at the Brick Jazz Festival in Brooklyn at 647 Fulton. So I said, well, you know, I had just spoken about the Brick Jazz Festival. And um, so she told me she's got tickets. Do you want to come down? And I'm, she's also going to be VJing. So I said, okay. You know, let me come down. I'm tired as hell. <laughs> so I made it in. It must have been like 10 o'clock. And, you know, I'm I'm already ready to crash. But as soon as I got in, it was crazy, man. I woke up. It was like somebody shot me up with espresso. <laughs> and there it was. I found out this Brick Jazz Festival was having Robbie Coltrane, um, the son of John Coltrane, playing with his, his band. And... Um, also, um, there was another group that was playing, you know, part of this set that was that was called uh, was um, uh, Aaron Whitby, who was from England. He's a, he's a pianist, organist. So he, we were seeing different flavors of jazz. I always speak about that. There was singing, spoken word, and then straight ahead of the avant-garde music uh, of spiritual of what Robbie Coltrane was was doing, and um, it was incredible. Uh, you know, talk about uh, being wide awake all of a sudden. Uh, I was wide awake, and all the people that were in there at the Brick Jazz Festival, first of all, I want to congratulate. And I also want to tell, you know, I didn't, I've been saying someone called me. It was Zara Cabana, known as Lady VJ. She's also the Lady VJ for um, Dave Chappelle, um, The Roots. I don't want to drop names, but, you know, that's the level she's at. And she also edits my show, JustCoolin.com. But that's a whole nother subject. But what we're talking about, you know, what I saw, you know, last week, what I heard. And uh, the Brick Jazz Festival was incredible. Robbie Coltrane's band, for instance, had Jeff Tane Watts, Brandy Younger, um, playing. Okay, and um, I'm going to just give you a taste of what was going down. Randy Younger was on the harp, and um, Jeff Tane Watson on the um, uh, uh, drums, Rushon Carter, and uh, hey, let's just give it a listen. Alice Coltrane, Alice Coltrane. Okay, so, you know, I'm just giving you a taste of what that, that was just like the intro, and that's, you know, of, of Brandy Younger on the harp, same instrument that um, uh, Alice Coltrane, Robbie Coltrane's mother played, um, and with her father, John Coltrane. So, I mean, you know, you know, to see that on something that you didn't expect to happen, you know, you, you, work on, you walk into it, and it was an incredible, I never saw Jeff Chain Watts play to, uh, you know, all these cats. So, you know, many of the people out there saying, you know, who the hell are these guys? <laughs> you know, dropping names, son. <laughs> uh, but um, 
you know, that's that's another subject. And, you know, I'm going to get into. But that's what I saw last week. OK. And also at the same time, um, Robert Glasper, who represents, you know, probably the younger side of the millennials, uh, was playing um, a whole month at the Blue Note uh, with Esperanza Spaulding, um, Most Deaf. I know you heard of him. <laughs> Common. All the, you know, you know, so rappers uh, and in the, in the music of jazz were com- combining, as was with um, um, uh, Aaron Whitby, uh, the cat from England who was, you know, bringing in the spoken word, had instruments like the violin, you know, sax, guitar. And, you know, I'm dropping instruments, but the music was just like, you know, it was on. It was on fire. And anybody in this millennial would have been introduced. Matter of fact, I saw a couple of millennial <laughs> young cats there. I'm gonna, I can't say millennial. I could just say young cats in their 20s that were there checking the music and were wide awake because they were seeing something that, hey, there's something else out there besides what I'm listening to. And sometimes you need that stronger cup of coffee as you attain your listening ear. And um, which goes into another subject. I'm about to have, you know, I'm going to speak briefly about it. And it's called, you know, a lot of cats say, you know, what is jazz? <laughs> what is jazz? What is this crazy music? You know, you know, should I know about it? <laughs> yeah, you should. Uh, and the reason why um, is because it's an American art form. Um, started probably like in the 20s, coming from New Orleans uh, and then go, going from there. Um, and uh, I'm going to cut this down a little bit. Uh, but jazz is improvisation. It is dance music. It is also singing. Um, jazz has gone through so many different changes. Um, what are those changes? It went from, um, you know, you go into a bar back in the day, and you instead of having a DJ, you had a little band, so the people listen and they would dance to the music. Um, later on, as it progressed, it got into the big band sound, which I'll drop some names for you, Count Basie, <laughs> um, um, Duke Ellington, um, Benny Goodman. You know, you heard of those guys? Yeah, well, those guys were doing the big band sound. And at that time, when they were doing the big band sound, people would go to a club or a dance hall. And not only would they listen to the music, <laughs> listen to the music, but they were dancing to the music. And there would be a singer as well. So, you know, this is what happened as the music progressed. And then as the music changed because of economical reasons and World War II coming on, uh, clubs couldn't pay those big bands anymore. So this new music was being developed by these young guys, these 20-year-old guys. And the music that they called, they wanted to bring attention to themselves and what they were playing instead of you're, you just dancing out there and not noticing. Uh, and this was called the bebop sound. Uh, it was called Bebop, and lack of a better name, because, um, you know, Dizzy Gillespie, um, Thelonious Monk, uh, just a name, uh, came up with this new music that was being played at Minton's in Harlem on Monday nights when they were off. So I'm, I'm dropping a lot of stuff, man. Uh, you know, and a lot of cats know this already. So, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm just saying how it transformed and changed. So with that change, uh, it went into... Um, what we call a smaller groups. And these smaller groups is what more people started seeing what jazz became standard as. You came into a jazz club, you entered a jazz club, you sat down and you listened to the singers sing or you listened to the, that group play. So um, that's what happened uh, in a nutshell. 
uh, of what the transformation of jazz and going from this hard sound of bebop to hard bop to avant-garde, which went way out to the left, with long improvisations of the Pharrell Sanders, John Coltrane's, and the Sonny Rollins, uh, which was also very spiritual. So, um, you know, uh, and then it went adding electric, which became fusion. And then you had all that, the weather reports that came, the steely dance, <laughs> you know, that all of these guys um, who were great musicians as well as singers, um, so I, I said that really quick, just so I wouldn't bore you, but to just give you a, a kind of a timeline of what was happening with the music. And, and then jazz killed itself, and I'm going to tell you about that uh, when we come back. <laughs> 